I'm Matt. I'm Andrew. And I'm Edward. Together, we are the Groundbreakers. It's okay. We're, uh, it's okay. we're just going to do this thing. Today's episode sponsored by Dunkin' Donuts. It's not. It's, it's not. It's not. Also it's not even Dunkin' Coffee. What? Uh, did you bring yours with you? Oh, uh, never mind. So today we're doing something a little different, a little little fun. Normally we have uh, like a subject and we like to talk about these subjects, or sometimes we create some some like pieces sometimes of Sometimes we world. don't know what the fuck we're doing. And that's one of those, today is one of those days. <laughs> yep. Uh, on all as as accounts. Yeah. But today we are going to go over... Some hot takes. Hot takes. Hot takes. That's what we're going to call this. Hot takes raw. Hot takes raw. Raw. raw hot Uncensored takes. on this uh, casting yeah. couch. On the cat. Yes. <clears throat> it's exactly. Not, it's not actually leather, though. So it doesn't it's, count. It doesn't count. It doesn't count at all. I mean, it's a cheap casting couch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know. Isn't all casting couches I cheap? I mean, yeah, yeah. At least what's on them. We're going to do that. So we've made some lists, some fun things, some more serious subjects. And basically, we're going to round robin this, and mm-hmm. one of us is going to throw out a hot take for the other two, and the other two need to answer pretty quickly, and then if we decide to have a discussion, we're going to discuss it. We're going to talk about it a little bit. So right. we'll, we'll have the, the chance to, to pause on that and be like, what? Right. Yeah. But uh, Why are you wrong? But we're yeah. going for, you know, 10 seconds or less answer, just the top of the head first. Yeah. First. That's what, we're, that's what we're going to go um, with. And then if we exhaust all that, we might chat for a little bit about what's coming next and what's going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. We can do that. Yeah. So who would like to start us out? You want me to start us out? Break it down. Okay, so I got mine on paper because... he's an old man. Because I'm old. And <laughs> and I don't like trees. No, I like trees. I'm kidding. So we're going to start off with a best class. Rogue. What's the best class? Rogue. Uh, cleric. Cleric. Okay. Any any particular reasons why these are your best classes? Why they're the Why they're the best? Uh, I know these are different systems, but I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I think rogue, uh, just because it rogues have the most skills. If they can get in behind somebody and basically almost one shot most like people at, at lower levels. At lower levels, yeah. they can come in and just one end a fight before it even starts. And so clerics, they're healers, uh, they're proficient at it. They also can rain fire from the heavens. That's right cool. Here's I, the problem though if a rogue uh, gets to the fight first, you don't even need the cleric. The rogue uh, ended it before it I started. Mean, I mean, you're not wrong. So I actually, as Andrew was talking, wanted to change my answer, but I have to stick with it because I've already. Oh, done okay. It. But if I had choice now, I would say Bard. Bard. Okay. At least in 5e, not because they're horny. But because they get healing spells and arcane spells, and they get wish, and don't they? Like, yeah. like they're a mage with healing spells. How do you I lose? They get wish. Okay, they yeah. get cure. Wait, yeah. Anyway, but well, um, well, before we move on, who are we? Oh, <laughs> well, I'm uh, Matt. Uh, uh, oh crap! I have ten seconds. Oh no, no, <laughs> I forgot. Oh, I'm Matt. I'm Andrew. And I'm Edward. And we're the Groundbreakers. And we're the Groundbreakers. Uh, world building podcast, which we might talk about world building today. It might, might come up. Yeah. We might not. You know. We don't. We don't really know. We yeah. don't. Know. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. So that's my hot, first hot take, guys. Well, what was yours? Oh, my best class. Oh, I, do I have to answer as well? Yeah. yeah. Fuck. Uh, I like Oracle a lot. Uh, even back in Pathfinder One, I really liked Oracle. Being able to take a bunch of negatives 
to gain a bunch of power is kind of interesting yeah. for character building. That's my best class when it comes to role playing. Although you can go too far into that too. So a character with too many negatives starts to feel kind of dumb. You know what I mean? Like, oh yeah, my my cleric, my my oracle's cool. He has no legs or arms. You got to wheelbarrow him around. You know? I mean, hey, you know that wouldn't be fun. All right. So, what is the best race? Uh, or uh, ancestry. Not, uh, not racist wise, but D&D wise. So ancestry <laughs> is what we're talking about. Oh no. Oh no. Oh, oh boy. Uh. Three white guys talking about this isn't a good idea. Uh, Someone, you know. Yeah. I mean, we did. Yeah. yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, my vote, it's a one I didn't think I would answer until just now halflings. Halflings. Uh, that's halflings. interesting. Uh, I'm a half-orc guy. I like half-orcs. I like half-orcs. Half-orcs. You know, um, I find myself going human a lot. That That is a good, just basic yeah. class. And there's nothing, or, or ancestry, there's nothing wrong with that. Right. I, I mean, it's all about the backstory and the flavor and stuff, so mm-hmm. I mean, it doesn't matter. I like the half-orc because you can play a, you can play that, like, underdog underestimated yeah um character like you just can like you can be like oh well there's a half orc he's probably really gruff and have him be like a cleric with robes if you really want him to be sure. true it's you true. know uh, i like that i really like halflings uh just because everything that a halfling does is a little bit more ridiculous than if it's another class. Like, I know you played the Halfling Barbarian. As a gnome, actually. Or as a gnome. Oh, no. Oh, no. He doesn't know what he's talking about. But I have played Halfling Rangers, and it's uh, just a really fun image in my my head. (laughs) Having this little tiny diminutive fella fighting eight-foot-tall, nine-foot, 20-foot-tall monsters is... Yeah. fair. Riding dogs or wolves, if you wanted to. That's pretty cool. Okay. Okay, I'm gonna go off of D and D, and I'm gonna uh, fast or slow zombies. Fast zombies. Fast zombies. Fat. I'm going slow. I like slow zombies. So that's a complicated question. If we were going raw, like D and D, like book terms, it's kind of whatever because it's not like you have to hit them in the head and shatter their butt. You know, like yeah. they just take damage and they die. And if that's the case, I need them to be threatening more than others, right? Now, yeah. if we were saying, well, you have to shoot them in the head and crush their head, then slow zombies are terrifying. Yes. Right? But just raw rules. But both are equally frightening in their own right and setting. I like the thought of fast zombies making noise. Like a lot of noise. Right. Yeah. Like like they're running, they're like gashing, they're like, you know, sometimes howling or screaming maybe. Right. While the slow zombie can literally be hiding in a closet. Yeah. Like, oh, that person died in a closet. And you're walking down the hallway, you know, you yeah, you, yeah. you made some noise, now that thing's going to bust in on you. Yep. It's, it's yeah, it's good. And over time, the smell goes away. So Why slow? They're just creepier to me. Like, 28 days later, what's the... Uh, like, if you have, like, a 28 days later zombie, because they're zombies, uh, running, at, like, running at you, uh, you're probably dead, but it's going to be quick, and it's going to be done. But if you got uh, a horde of slow zombies coming towards you, you have time to sit there and go, you oh, shit. You contemplate your toughness. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, oh, shit. There's... What do we do about that? Yeah. yeah. It's two different kinds of horror, speaking of Halloween right. and all that. Yeah. It is two completely different kinds. 
Yeah. All right, I got one. Okay, so you guys are playing a RPG, but set in an office setting. Okay, in a boring office setting. Offices what, and bosses. What class would you play? Not a D&D class, but the office. Yeah, offices and bosses. Oh no! Energy vampire. Uh, energy vampire. <laughs> uh, okay. Watching okay. what we do in the shadows too much. Uh, 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 water delivery guy. I guess by default, mid-level manager. <laughs> <laughs> mid-level manager. That's good. All right. All right. All right. Do we want to dip into that? Uh, no, no, leave it. Sounds good. <laughs> uh, so, kind of uh, with the horror theme, you asked. So, what game do you think sets the best horror environment, like the creepy environment? Mm. Resident Evil Seven. Seven. Oof. Bioshock. I'm going to go Bioshock. Bi- original, original Bioshock. Yeah, it's my favorite. Cause, okay, I'll let you answer first. I, I think Dead Space. Okay. All three of those are good answers. Right. And they and those are three different types of horror. They are. Um, they all have like a creepy feel. All three of them do. But in in my opinion, like, yeah, like Bioshock does have supernatural elements. But at the, at the ground level, these are all people. Right. They, they're all just people. And doing Junkies. horrible... <laughs> things yeah they're all methed out people with powers and that to me is is scarier because what 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 do you do when you give those kind of powers to someone that just craves more and more and more right and and that's what happens like you see you see the 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 pianist that he he like plasters people and makes them into you know statues and draws himself insane yeah that's that's me though that makes sense. Makes sense. Like it's the same kind of like thought process for why I said Resident Evil Seven, specifically Seven for a couple reasons. One, because it's a completely like it's the first Resident Evil that that's the first time it went first person, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, maybe it's just because I've been walking through it again. But like going through and after you know what's going on in the story, like looking around this these people's house. And see like what has happened to them, and seeing how far they have fallen. You can still see like where it, uh, in any other story this house isn't creepy, except like you can see how, like how they used to be versus how they are now after they got right. corrupted, mm-hmm. and stuff that's like creepy now. If you walked in on any other day, it's like oh that's a nice like family picture there. Yeah. But you look at it now, and you're like what? Why? Uh, <laughs> right. Right. I'm actually. Resident Evil 7 I started the other day because it's on Xbox Game Pass on mm-hmm. the PC yeah. but um, Dead Space you know for, for the classic reason I think so you're isolated and alone I mean right. literally alone. anyone it does a great job at I think the sound is really good because um, you have that that space gap um, of silence and just like the crinkling like cranking of the ship like right. the, you know um it sets a tone. It just sets yeah. a great tone, even when nothing's going on, because it could be going on. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, it's one of the first games I can remember, you know, younger, where, like, a dead enemy was not a dead enemy, mm-hmm. and I was not prepared. I mean, I, I'm going to smash <laughs> everything in the ground. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Uh, it just sets a great environment, I think. Uh, quick call out to PT. Uh, just oh, yeah. Just being like, if you have it on a PlayStation somewhere... Boot it back up; it's perfect. So actually, maybe it's, I'm uh, uh, before I'm going to preface this by saying I'm an aliens versus alien person. I really dig how uh, Dead Space Two sets the tone like immediately, right. and you Dude, can tell holy, you're in for a different crap, game. Yeah. 
like, like right from the beginning, you're like, oh shit! Yeah. Like you, your cutscene ends, and within thirty seconds, your your heart rate's already going. What yeah. the fuck yeah. am I doing? So I, I started streaming Dead Space a while back, and I had some horrible frame rate issues, and I I would love to continue playing that streaming it. I wish I could get. I mean, I could, but they're expensive. Like the heart rate monitor you strapped to, oh, yeah. it's where it like shows it on the street Switch team. Like where you're. That would be pretty cool. I mean, I was playing, the last time I played Dead Space Live, I, I screamed like a girl. <laughs> that's, that's the best. That's the best. Uh, that's, a, that's an idea. Maybe some of us should get together and play Man of Medan. Uh, it's a two-player co-op horror game. Um, basically, it's kind of like a whodunit or who is the killer type game, yeah. but supernatural. But both players don't know who each other are. And there's like 12, there's like multiple characters. Oh, uh, and you don't know who the other player is. I'm all oh, about so, like, okay. yeah, like it's kind of interesting. Right. Heck yeah! So check it out. All right, all right. Anyway, hot takes. Oh. What you got? Uh, I guess keeping in this horror thing, werewolf or a vampire? Vampire mm-hmm. to uh, to be to be or to fight. Oh, uh, let's say to fight. <laughs> oh, to fight? <laughs> yeah. Oh fuck. Oh uh, no. To fight. Uh, werewolf. werewolf to be vampire. vampire. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing. We all agree. I, yeah. <laughs> it's bad whenever we all agree on something. So, right. is it my turn? Uh, yeah. Oh dang. Okay. Uh, I don't have any spooky stuff. Okay. Uh, uh, Robocop versus Judge Dredd. Who beats the other one in fights? I think I like I like Dredd better, but I think Robocop wins. Hmm. So I'm a um, novice at that, but I would say Robocop. Okay. I, I think Dredd actually wins the fight, personally. Because Robocop got taken out by a 12-year-old boy okay. with, with an electrode. <laughs> so, just saying. Yeah. Best max level spell. I don't know. <laughs> Say <I> something. Mean, <laughs> is Meteor Max? No, maybe not. I mean, Wish is like a contender, right? Like, I mean, it is. I mean... Uh, yeah, because you can do anything with it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you... We say that, and I don't know what my answer is because I wasn't prepared to answer it. But yeah. you say wish, and it's a default. But at the same time, it takes a lot. It's expensive, and it yeah. takes a day to cast or something yeah. like it's, you can't it's do like it a in ritual. combat. It's a year cooldown. Um, there's limitations to that. They really you know, are. In, a, in a general setting, and and right. just like anything else, you know, depending on how your DM is, you might need to be a little bit more specific on exactly yeah, what you, you want. Yeah, you can get fucked. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so there might be other spells more useful. I don't know. Not like not like gin fucked, but yeah. <laughs> so hey, speaking of that, side note. So in Pathfinder, you know, in D and D five, they've done a good job at everything scales. Mm-hmm. So I could cast Magic Missile at level nine if I mm-hmm. wanted to. Be, you know, does it the same way like have uh, a good scaling? It's called the heightened system. Basically, you take the spell at a heightened slot. So you're like, okay, I yeah. want to cast Magic Missile, but at level nine. Yeah, that's kind of what. That's kind of yeah. what which I like. Um, Except cantrips, they heighten automatically. As you level no, up. That's right. Yes. Yeah, I mean, a lot of D&D spells deal more damage and stuff. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, let's say, while we're talking about that kind of stuff, is combat overrated? Ooh. Is combat overrated? Or, yeah, I, don't, I can't mm. think of another way to... So if you play Adventure League or Pathfinder Society, Pathfinder Society. Yeah. get ready to fight. A lot, because that's what that's what you're going to do. Uh, the role playing isn't as much, and you're going to fight a lot. And you might be at a table with someone that's played this encounter. I mean, this m- module. I don't know, five or six times. Yep. So you might have a player being like, "Go here and go here and go here and go here and go here," and now we're done. Yeah. And that's lame. Yeah. I think. But that's more of a society problem. Short answer: yeah. yes. 
but that comes with age. Um, you know, when you start new players, it's it's easy to latch on to the, the combat side of it because yeah. oftentimes we're um, shy to roleplay anyway. But I think that, call it what you will, but the Matthew Mercer effect has shifted people thinking about storylining and roleplaying a little bit more. Right. I agree. As a whole. Well, not that we're there, but like, so you still got that new player rush, but I think it's shifting because we see the storylining of it. You do. With the popularity. The the ground of Dungeons and Dragons, Gygax, Gygaxian ground, mm-hmm. is literally, yeah. we're going to put you in front of a dungeon and you're going to go in there that's, and you're going to kill right. things and get treasure. That's how, I mean, right. that's what it was. Yeah. Because yeah. it's a, a war game. game. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, and I see nothing wrong with that if that's what your players want. Right. If, if you sit down at a table and you're like, hey, do you want like a cool, right. like old school... Let's fight it out. Dungeon dungeon, 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 dungeon. And I think that's fine if that's really what your players want. I think, and you know this, we all know this, for us and our games, combat's underrated. Yeah, I like And that. our play style's combat. I might have two combats a session. Right. Maybe, yeah. sometimes right. three if my players yeah. get... And when like, it gets too long, I'm like, yeah, yeah. we need to push along. Yeah. Like, I've had a couple sessions in my, my big campaign that I had where we didn't find it all. Right. There wasn't any. It was just a lot of. And that's okay. I've yeah. spent... I, I think you need to good, take a good hard look at your character makeup too. If you have a fighter and they're like, "Hey, listen, I don't yeah. have any skills," like you, yeah. that that way you need to give them like athletic skill challenges or something like that. I mean, that. really, you know, you're looking for three things in in role playing. We're getting way off the hot takes. But, yes, we are. Yeah. Um, you're looking for three things. You're looking for combat. Mm-hmm. People do want... I mean, it's exciting. You get to conquer insurmountable odds. Like, combat's there, and it's exciting, and you get loot from it. And that's instinctive. Like, look at Borderlands. Like, that's instinctive what we want. Yeah. But we're looking for exploration, yeah. which is the skill checks and the discovering and, un, you know, uncovering things. And then you're looking for social interaction. Like, those are the three... So you have to have a good meld. I, I agree. <laughs> so let's... I'm going to uh, drop this one. Pizza plus ranch barbecue. Um, I mean, I just love barbecue and everything. I'm gonna go pizza plus pizza. pizza More plus pizza because <laughs> I'm a fatty. <laughs> Enough said. <laughs> pizza plus pizza. Two hand or dual wield. Two hand. Two hander. Two hander. Dual wield. I'm a dual wield myself. Mm. Oh well. <laughs> oh, we're done. <laughs> no, I mean, that's pretty straightforward, Matt. You got that. You got outvoted. There yeah. you go. Fuck. <laughs> it's just better. Yep. Shit. Is Game of Thrones still good? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Game of Thrones is still good. Yeah. Even though, as a war gamer and someone that likes to study battlefields and stuff like that, I look at that last season and I scream and I scream and I scream. Most about people the, do, even ab- if they don't. About, <laughs> the, about the tactics involved in that whole last season. Because they yeah. made some smart tactical decisions in the previous season. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, they they done the battlefields correctly. Smart decisions. Well, how these battles are supposed to be laid out. And then they're just like, why don't we just not? Yeah, how about we just... What if we've lost you know all of our... You know what, Fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> and, you, and the thing is, though, they each side had people that knew how to fight. Right. Right. Like, you had the Golden Company that are trained fucking mercenaries that have won multiple, multiple battles just fail. And then in the Battle of Winterfell, you had 
Catapults outside the Catapults walls. Catapults outside the walls. You had... In front of their trenches. Yeah. Or were they and, behind the trenches? And throwing a, a cavalry charge into and, darkness. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta have cannonball. Anyway. Anyway. Uh, still but, good, though. Especially, like, good. the story I, building, the telling. Yeah. Still good. Because I think, yeah. like, ten years from now, when the ending is cold off, that show is still gonna be, one, like, a show that everybody just kind of agrees... Ended poorly, but I feel like the first five, six years are going to be well-remembered. What is the first thing you notice about a new person at your table? Like, what's the first thing that you really want to, to, to notice and latch on to? I don't know. What do I, Should I notice? What do I yeah, want Yeah, what to was notice? the first thing you should notice? Yeah. I think the engagement level. Yeah, um, trying to figure out what engages them. Yeah. yeah. Our play styles, engagement level, like how like into this are you on your phone or, or whatever. And then their level of comfort with the improv role play situation because yeah. you know you gotta draw it out of them yeah so so i'll tell you what makes me happy a lot and i've seen this a couple of times through the years when we're sitting at a table and we're playing and they're kind of enthralled at things and then they ask me to see my books and they're looking through the books, and they're like, "Oh, well, right. this is kind of cool and stuff True. like that." Yeah. And then a couple of weeks later, they bring they bought they have went out and bought a book yeah. that shows me that they have at least sixty dollars invested into what they care right. about, yeah. and yeah. that and that that hits me in the heart because I'm like, okay, this person actually is invested, they and they yeah. care, and they want to play. Yeah, like, and I know that that seems like oh money, but it's it's important to me. I've been in a lot of games or run a lot of games where even if they are super engaged you know you don't always get that direct feedback of they're actually into this yeah you know? mm-hmm. like they might play and they might be all right but they seem kind of indifferent and mm-hmm. as a dm it's or game runner like it's hard to know if you hit the spot or not sometimes yeah. so um, that's that's always helpful when when it's their turn and they know what they want to do yeah hallelujah right <laughs> like like joe just finished and Jill is like, I'm doing this. Right. And you're like, what? You paid, you, you paid attention to the field that's happening. <laughs> yeah. You've let the theater, yeah, I agree. Yeah, like, God, that's good. What is the your favorite creature to throw at a party? Humans. Just, just yes. normal Straight humans. Up. Yeah. So I like, okay, there's layers to this. Level one parties, I'm pretty traditional. So I really like goblins, skeletons, zombies. I like those three things. Yeah. I think it gives a good sense of what Dungeons and Dragons really kind of is at the, yeah. uh, the heart and the soul of the game. Yeah. Uh, but lately, I've been spli- I've been spicing it up with those three things. I had like fungus zombies yeah. recently, yeah. and uh, last year I had like these these skeletons that were actually controlled by a enemy further in the dungeon, like through root systems, yeah. and like its roots would like put the skeleton back together and you'd have to fight it. Yeah. And um, I just like, you can take those three things and change it and make them new over and over again. I'm with you. I find myself going undead a lot. And it's not intentional. It's not, like, when you say favorite, that's a strong word because it's not, mm-hmm. It it's a staple. It's, and as much as I like to give them the moral quandary of like, is this really evil or whatever? Like, it's pretty straightforward. They're evil. You can kill them. Mm-hmm. Like, here's where it's at. Um, and you can do it in all sorts of different ways. Like you're saying, you know, mm-hmm. like we can have the fast zombie, or the slow zombie, or the yeah. smash your head zombie, or fungus yeah. zombie. Yeah. Um, it just I I find myself to undead a lot. I think uh, that's maybe just because I'm thinking of this new campaign that I'm going to be starting. But my last like year long campaign was. Uh, a lot of undead things, and I think I'm just trying to move away from that. But like a human, 
they're the dangerous game. Like yeah. they can do anything. Like that's true. Like bandits. Yeah. They they can be uh, they can throw magic. They can come up and stab right. you to death. They can try and talk their way out because they're people and they're just going to try and win and survive. Yeah. And, but a goblin to me, maybe I'm being racist against goblins, but uh, goblins are always going to goblin. But humans. Goblin be goblin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but humans uh, can be. I think that's a, like undead. Like if we're doing level one, here's some zombies, for instance. I, there's there, there's a beauty in that too because zombie going to zombie. Right, mm-hmm. like you said. So, for one, if they're new players, they know the stakes of the game. Right. Mm-hmm. You throw a zombie, they know the stakes of the game. Right. Like a human, you can throw them all sorts of curveballs, and if they're not ready for it, you know, whatever. Because um, humans can act in dangerous ways. Zombies are zombies. They're gonna be zombieing. But that's not always true. Mm-hmm. So you can throw the they could you can run the scenarios or the combats. Cause usually, you know, you're you're having a little bit more, especially with new players, mm-hmm. um, combat. You can run those scenarios. They can deal with them over and over and over throughout the session. And they're like, okay, this is the stipulations of the engagement. Except then you can throw the zombie curveball still. Mm-hmm. Without the too much deviation. Right, sure. Or I'm rambling. I don't know. <laughs> In terms of characters, do you prefer okay. martial or magic characters? To play as? Yeah, to play as. Okay. Martial or magic? I've been playing a lot of magic lately. I mean, the last the last characters I've played have been magic based. Um, I like a martial character, but magic just has that damn toolbox. Realizing the the small amount that I actually play characters uh, for a role playing setting, usually magic. I find myself playing a lot of martial characters in video games, but uh, magic right. magic hits it. Mm-hmm. I always prefer just to have a sword or a bow, like okay. Right. Uh, for some reason, when I'm playing a character, uh, I can look at, like, I can, I understand that, hey, I have this in my hands. I can imagine, like, I'm going to, like, swing down or I'm going to do some weird stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. When I look at my spell list, I usually find, like, two spells. I'm like, these are my spells. This is what wow, I'm okay. do. And so you don't look at it as much as, like, a toolbox. I just, I'm like, oh. uh, I know this is going to a hit. Like, my, uh, the last, like, wizard character was that I had that had the shocking grasp or whatever I didn't have to use anything else I used to, I mean I, I get that I used to do that a lot I think in the same way I try to I try to challenge myself now if I have a bunch of spells I'm like how can I use this out of the box unorthodoxly and under Matt does similar things like how can we use this toolkit in a way yeah. that's not because otherwise we'll fall into it. so there's a couple ways you can build that you can just tell yourself you're not going to take the same things you always take you can just right. be like I'm not taking magic missile I'm not taking fireball I'm going to take uh, ventriloquism. Press the digitation. Yeah, I'm. I'm going to take ghost sound. Hello. You know, like <laughs> yeah. uh, just use things differently. Yeah. You know, minis or no minis. Um, minis. Yeah. Minis. Minis. I agree. I like minis. I and to preface that, I like the I like theater of mind too, and I'm totally okay with it. I did that for years without many minis or any. Um, I ran my last I mean, campaign really had I mean I bought a 3D printer and I'm printing minis so obviously you know I'm on the mini train mm-hmm. and you know I considered doing I've really enjoyed doing digital mapping lately Lord knows Matt has oh yeah but even like the dungeon mapping and stuff so I don't know I like minis though I might alternate every session there might be a session where I'm doing a lot of theater mind and there's not a major yeah. combat that requires it yeah. it's a lot of work sometimes but if there's going to be a big combat I think that's my deal is because well we already established that combat at this point uh, is not my favorite thing to do. Right. 
So if I can avoid a combat, I, I'm like I want to have the minis there in case we do have a combat, but because it does just make right. it a lot easier to like you have it out on the board and you can be like I'm you're here and you're here. You don't have to imagine it's there, but uh, yeah, it's a lot easier to have a combat. If I have a if I'm gonna do the mini thing, it's at. I've got a combat in mind. Like a boss battle, for instance, yeah. a boss battle or whatever. It's a big encounter, and I'm it's planned out. Because otherwise, if it's just gonna be like you know they're gonna run into these guards or whatever, like they could get away from it. They, and I expect yeah. them to do all like I'm not gonna take the time to plan all of that and right. wrap everything for a small encounter, right? Yeah. But the big encounter. I, I want to just throw another one out because I got a lot on my list. Fair. Um, and this is gonna be a fun one. Best D and D snacking foods. What do you like to snack on? Uh, apparently, apparently mine has become taquitos because we have taquitos like every D and D night. Okay, I feel like pizzas are standby, but I really like having like a, it's not some, a like a little trail mix Coffee. or something yeah. just to get some sweet and salty I, stuff going. I'm trying to move away from the meals right. because after you eat the pizza, you, some people might get sluggish or something like right. that. Uh, I like dips. And chips chips and dip, a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's just when you have the paper, it gets the grease on it. Right. Yeah. Right? I like the chips and the dips. But I really like a veggie tray sometimes. Yeah. yeah. That was yeah. good. Yeah. There's something like light. Yeah. Uh, you know, I find myself doing a lot of, um, not even just chips and dip, but things with dip and taquitos. For some reason, there's always taquitos. taquitos. There's always well, taquitos. They're not. They're small. You can just pick them up. Yeah. yeah. Them. You just have a little plate of three. Crunch them. Yeah. You know? yeah. yeah. At that. You walk in to a medieval fantasy tavern. Okay. What do you order? Mm. Oh, uh, the 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 special. Oh, order the special. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I would probably order something wild, something wild on the menu, local and wild. So local beast. Yeah, killed, local beast. Killed recently. I feel like my characters all the time just have rations on them, so I usually go in and just buy an ale. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be <laughs> you lame as shit. Eat hardtack. Let's, yeah. let's let's think about this this person's horrible existence for a minute. Can we? <laughs> like you, you're out and about, and you're traveling, and you're eating rations, and it's not like they're the best. Like right. let's, let's talk about rations. I can go right? get some rations. Yeah, really. I mean, like, so you're eating rations, and you get to a civilization, and yeah. you're like, thank God. And then you're I like, got I got these more rations. <laughs> I feel like I just never think about that, but like going in and being like, "Fuck, I have had a hard day. Let me drink some. Let me let me get drunk and forget about this." Like we fought like an eldritch horror like two days ago. Now we're here. I'm drinking and I'm going to sleep. How often? uh, Not that it's necessary. How often uh, do you find your characters taking a shower? Right. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) So that that's something that you can award for time to time. So if you're if your care if your players are out there and they're eating the like the rations and they're writing it down on their character sheets and they do get to town and one player does like, Oh, I'm gonna walk into this place and I'm gonna be like, Hey, I want the best thing on the menu and they have a discussion. Right. Get, get, you know, give them an inspiration give them a point. Bonus or something. something. Yeah, I agree you know what that. I mean? And, and don't I'm not saying like give it out every single time because yeah. then the rest of the players will catch on to that. Yeah. But the first person that does it, give them a point. Hey, we just went through some shit, literally. Can I take a shower? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm stanky. <laughs> uh, I'm going to just dip in the river. Best fantasy creature. Ooh, that's tough. That's tough. I, I'll say Mind Flare, which is really D&D. It's not even fantasy because it's just a D&D character, creature, really. But I'm a huge fan of Lovecraft and right. where its origins are from. Oh, shit, man. I don't know. I, there's so many good creatures out there. There is. It's... There, I... F- my 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 mind skips a beat 
But there's a Pathfinder creature, and it's a level 1 CR. And what's cool about it is that it's it's from a different plane of existence, but it phases here to to basically murder people, drag them back to wherever it's living, plant eggs into it so that they can hatch and eat that corpse, and then they phase back to their original plane. Oh, Lord. <laughs> so, they eat, so they use our plane of existence for a breeding ground. Oh, damn. And then go back. Damn. Okay. <laughs> um, hold on. So we mentioned it a minute ago, um, but also I just love a goblin. Oh, goblins. I love a goblin. Yeah, goblins. I mean, good. with of course, WoW has had goblins as playable races, and it's like like and D and D has made them more of a mainstream race. But like we said, goblin be goblinin. Goblins are crazy, and they they can do anything, and it's just I love a good goblin. This would be an acta. These, uh, so they they come in, they uh, pop in, and they, they either kill or subdue humanoid hosts. Then they wrap them into a cocoon and lay eggs into them. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say dragon for mine. Uh, and then, dragon, and then the corpse uh, comes back as a void zombie. That's a little bit like slither. That, that, that is my favorite creature, though. I think current, right now, that's my favorite creature. It's a stretch to call a goblin a creature anymore, but I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, it's a damn race, but, like a normal race. But goblins are on point. They're great. Yeah, they are. Uh, yeah. Um, they're, they're hilarious comedy relief. They can do some... I mean, they're just great. Yeah. And, like, uh, yeah, I like goblins. Uh, I, I have a feeling that uh, Magic the Gathering actually brought goblins into the forefront as in, like, an, ing- like an ingenuity-type race. Yeah. Because we started seeing that around stuff. like '97, instead of them right. just being like, "Hoo hoo, I'm just a goblin." Yeah. You got started seeing right. them like with guns and yeah. cannons around like '99. And, and then of course, Wow helped perpetuate. Yeah, that and Wow, World of Warcraft. Just, uh, that stuff. Oh, and Warhammer, yeah. <laughs> both Warhammer and 40k, both goblins and orcs became something different. D and D really right. see. I, I mean, Raw sees Cobalt's more of the engineering. Engineering side, yeah. Goblins more of the savage junkyard. Yeah, oh yeah, salvage more like it then. (laughs) What accessories can you not go without when you're playing D and D? As a player, as a DM, we're talking DM accessories here. Uh, DM screen. Do you do all your roles behind a DM screen? Mm -hmm. Preferably, preferably, yeah. If I can, I do. Literally, could not do without. I mean, other than like. Dice. Like, like these are things that, like, you know, we're talking, like, outside the necessities of being, like, what's... Creature comfort, almost. Yeah. Um, wow. I, uh, don't know. There's a lot of things I, I, you know, I lose, I use a lot of technology, and I do a bunch of stuff, like, minis and stuff, but, I mean, really, there's nothing I can't do without. Okay. Uh, I mean, if it comes down to it, you know, theater of the mind, storytelling, like... Mm-hmm. You don't really need it all if it comes down to it. Mm-hmm. Besides some dice, maybe. Uh, I mean, the like you said, you talk about like digital things. I mean, I don't know if I can do without the the um, all the generators that I use nowadays. Right. Just yeah. because, and I don't even copy everything down off the generator. I'm just like, I just need an idea. Right. Just give me an idea for a second. Right. And then I take that and I'm like, okay, now I can go. You know what I mean? Like I can take that yeah, and make it my own. At the end of the day, like, yeah. not that I want to deal with a bunch of stuff that I use, because I'm like, I'm bringing a whole suitcase full of shit. But yeah, you right. know, if I had to do a one shot, we're just telling a story. Let's just, just tell a story. So, in your storytelling as a DM, comedy or drama, <sighs> preference wise? I mean, obviously both, because we want to get mixed. Yeah. 
And I say drama yeah. loosely. Yeah. You know. Yeah, because none, like, you know. <laughs> the, the conundrum, the quandary, yeah. the, you know. The, Damn. Like, uh, uh, some of my favorite sessions have been ones where you've been, like, cracking up for, like, two hours, where, like, a bit's, like, you had a bit character that the players latched onto, right. and then it just devolved or exploded up from there, and it's, you just had a great, like, two hours. But I also... I also really like um, getting to the end of like a story arc and yeah. having a session yeah. where shit is hitting the fan and stuff that your uh, players have uh, done the pat like four sessions ago is now like yeah. poking them on the shoulder yeah. like hey. So yeah, you you really want to mix. Uh, I really like to have a fun game, but at the end of the day, a dramatic moral choice or a dramatic just set piece or something happening it is more rewarding at the end of the day for me. Um, I'll give you an example. So I've, I've ran this session twice now and it's called the sinking city and they're dealing with, um, they're dealing with like this cult, this crab people cult who disguise themselves as humans. And they're, they're pretty much trying to keep this city afloat by sacrificing large amounts of children to this demon. Well, uh, like you do. The last time I ran this session, to get out to the sinking city, you either you have to have a boat. And this time I was like, okay, my, my characters don't have a boat. I'm just going to give them like this elemental ice boat to travel, travel out there. And I put like an elemental guy as like the captain, not the captain, but like the steer, the helmsman. Right. of this boat and I meant to make like a like a like a low like steam whistle sound but instead I was just like toot and it just cracked up my table and I thought yeah. it was funny and we made like toot jokes this whole time yeah. but at the end of the day they had to choose to either uh, deal with this demon and send her back to hell or make a deal with the demon and and sacrifice a small child to bring life to a desert and yeah, that bringing that life to that desert could have saved um, thousands and thousands and thousands of people. Right. But instead they chose to kill this demon and, and save one life instead of others. Yeah. And I think at the end of the day that's what you want. You want to balance. I, yeah. 100% uh, balance. I love comedy. I really do. Um, and, I, and I love to build the story. We've talked about it in previous casts. The quandary, the... But you have to have a... I mean, players are going to add comedy because something stupid's going to happen and it's going to happen. And at the end of the day, in a single session, if nothing was accomplished but everyone was laughing, no one's going to complain. Yeah. Right. But if we do like uh, television shows, like comedy shows, even the most episodic shows have a continuity. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. um, like... Like Rick and Morty or South Park, like even the most ridiculous, like this is contained. There's still a story yeah. that mm -hmm. overarchs because that's the way we storytell nowadays. In the past, that you know wasn't always the case, but right. Mm -hmm. So you still have to like push forward. I think. So I guess as a as a as a DM, I would prep the drama and, but, and, well, and wait for the comedy, laughs. Because right? yeah. even if I try to prep, you know, a little bit of comedy here and there, it's not always going to work. Yeah. And it's I think, and that's yeah. really what you do. Yeah. It's like you prep it as a serious ass game. Yeah. And then things happen. Right. And yeah. that's fine. And that's okay. Yeah. And if you don't allow that comedy, like if I can't imagine being at a table and being like, no, we have to take this it's seriously. It's dark and yeah. dead and everything's dying. Yeah. 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 And then you're like, 
It's called Curse this of Kron. This is Kron, dumb. And it is dark and dead and everything's dying. But if they want it to be young Frankenstein, you let it be young Frankenstein. You let it be young Frankenstein. Yeah. So true. So very true. If you're making a character, do you prefer point by, point by, point by, or rolling? Your point by person. Oh, we don't deal with that anymore. I'm like, yeah. Um, but uh, I, I, you know, it depends on the players. I, there's a lot of uh, debate and what's most accurate, like efficient and all that. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter at the end of the day unless you're min maxing, but um. The standard point array is pretty solid. Mm -hmm. You can just hand them some numbers. Rolling is great because there's some excitement there and there's the gamble, except you end up with some shit sometimes. Yeah. Um, I'm really okay with any of them, I guess, for yeah. my players. I'm like, if whatever you want to do. I really liked uh, what we got to where we were doing with our like big campaigns where we got everybody together oh, and yeah. rolled like... So, um, yeah. yeah. Uh, go ahead. No, you're, you're soft story. Uh, like, whenever we would be making characters have our session zero we get everybody together and we rolled like what you rolled 30 40 all the, the stats the, in a pool. everyone's stats in a pool and, and then you let everybody yeah, pick. Do you draft yeah, yeah everybody yeah. drafted them that's really cool i like yeah. that yeah because yeah. we just we had five players you know there's what six stats right. so you times that by six you roll up all of those and then people draft you, yeah. the, the more rolls the better the bell curve so you're gonna minimize the shit yeah, I mean that that's that's a smart way to do the roll because everyone wants the thrill of the rolls, but yeah. not the shit that comes with it. Yeah, you know I mean? yeah, and, and um, it's cool when you get down to the bottom, like the bottom of the barrel. Okay, who wants this seven? Yeah, <laughs> but making it collaborative you know. too. Yeah, yeah, is, yeah, is real cool. Yeah, I, I love that. Yeah, um, I think rolling for stats is best when you're going to do a one shot. When these are going to be throwaway characters that you have a, a right, contained right. story. Roll out those characters because it doesn't fucking matter yeah, what yeah. they have on that sheet. At this, the end of the day, yeah. Just have fun right. with it. You know, right that's that. that's what I like. What at the table is too much of a good thing? I think we hit on it uh, on one of the previous ones. I just uh, just try anything that's too self serious. Okay. Too I got like how much seriousness? Yeah, like I like again. I like having like that serious moment. But if you tried. And to sit there for like three hours and talk about everything is terrible. And when you thought it was worse, there came a thunderstorm. And the thunderstorm killed half the crops in the town. Or any of that stuff. Uh, anything? Too much? I mean, yeah. anything can have be too much. Yeah. yeah. I guess yeah. the other side of that is if everybody is laughing and... Uh, and the DMs uh, goes, yeah. are, are you done? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah any, anything can be... Yeah. That's true. All right, I said I was going to ask it. If you're looking at a Pomeranian, what class is it? <sighs> when I when I look at my Pomeranian and I stare her uh, stare at her eyes and she looks back at mine, and we make our mental connection for that she is my familiar, and we both give her each other a nod, she's a sorcerer. <laughs> Wait, she's your familiar? Are you sure you're not her familiar? Fuck, you're right. Maybe I'm the familiar. <laughs> I've seen your Pomeranian do some uh, some roguish shit. She is uh, kind of a rogue. Well, she she took you know she took yeah. a little bit. She took a level. I've also seen her <laughs> dance. I think she's Bard. Oh dang! Which would fit all the bills. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> so true. So true. Uh, shout out to Kiara the Pomeranian. Yeah. She's not here right now, or else I'll pick her yeah, up. I was like, oh, I haven't seen her. Yeah, dang. Oh well. Uh, My parents kidnapped her. Uh, do you prefer your combats? Or your rolls to be less crunchy or more crunchy? Crunch. Crunch, crunch, crunch. I want all that crunch. Uh, but this comes from a war gamer. So. What do you mean crunchy? Can you, can you elaborate? Okay. 
3.5 is crunchy. D&D 5 is not. As far as, like, uh, crunching math? Yeah, like math, like, like the game. You know what I mean? Like, you need to right. get... There's, in D&D 3.5, of course, there's, like, you got to have advantages and flat-footed and all this different stuff. Mm-hmm. D&D 5, you're either having an advantage or a disadvantage. That's it. Yeah. Um, as a player, crunch. As a DM with a lot of new players, <laughs> no crunch. No crunch. <laughs> <laughs> so true. So true. So very uh, true. What really makes you angry? Just in general with life. Uh, well, I don't know. I don't stuff. care. <laughs> uh, what makes me angry? I'll start. At the table, it's definitely phone usage. Like, like literally, it's your turn. It's your turn. Yeah. Hey, fine. Next person. Like, yeah. that gets me. I'll mimic that. Not phone usage, though. Just what we said earlier. It's your turn. What? What did you? You know what you're doing. You've had ten minutes. It's, it's the distraction <laughs> level. I'm a. We're a digital party. Both my games, digital character sheets. Oh, I'm okay. I'm all for you to have your phone, your laptop. I mean, that's what I'm here for. But be paying attention. It's the attention. Okay. Yeah. When I when you don't even know your turn or what's going on. Or... The angriest I've ever been. Probably that. I guess paying attention or just engagement. Okay. No, there was. Are you are you doing the Savage Worlds or the Starfinder? Oh, there there was anger on both of those. <laughs> uh, okay, I think the actual angriest I've ever been because the the. The Savage Worlds one, I was just defeated and was like, I should have just ended it at that point whenever I had a player just get up and leave. But uh, I had a, talk about the, the laughing problem, where I had, what, there was four people in that group and one person was trying to play the game and there was just zero engagement. Right. And anytime, like, even if, like, Matt or, in, like, Justin was trying to be in the game, there no was just the, nobody had any interest you know, if, in actually playing if that. no one's and that's that's totally cool if no one is into it tonight yeah. if you know we're just here because like if we're like that's fine tell me say yeah. hey let's let's put a pin in it we'll play some board games or we'll just... so pathfinder has fine. yeah pathfinder has something called the x and it's in the book and the x can you you're, you need to draw out like basically just a big x on a piece of paper you put it on your table and if there's a few reasons why you use the x one if something gets too uncomfortable for you, you put your hand on the X. The DM goes, okay, we're going to move on. You know what I mean? And that's how it is. The other usage for the X, in my opinion, is being like, uh, the DM just goes, you, are you guys sure you want to keep playing? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah I'm, you know, when, when someone touches the X, everybody yeah. else fucking shuts up that's, and listens to that person. You know what I mean? Uh, it's a mute button. That's a good rule. <laughs> um, uh, and I think, yeah, I mean, it's totally f- more insulting for you to keep going, not giving a shit, than mm-hmm. you to say, I'm not into it tonight. Oh, so, and sometimes people, sometimes you're not into it, and sometimes you might just be distracted or caught up in your right, own character yeah. or caught up in the situation. You think it's so damn funny, yeah. but maybe it's just not that damn funny to someone else. Right. And the X needs to be and there that, for that. That opinion. would, um, I like that rule too. Damn, I'm getting all sorts of rules. Here. Start um, <laughs> the one other thing I was thinking while you guys were talking, which is not the hot take side of it, is the obvious. Just being a dick. 
Yeah. Like yeah. if you are agging on, and it could be that you know you find that joke funny and you just keep going with it, and no one else finds it funny. It could be that like you're poking at someone um, over and over and over. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just singling someone out, or or whatever it could be, which is just generally like gonna piss anyone off in a social situation. But whether it's your character's fault or whatever, like just being the dick nonstop. Like it's one thing to like. And trust me, I'm in that a lot. Uh, I, sometimes I know I'm being the dick, and I usually apologize for being but, the dick. And, you so, know, um, if you say a dick statement or something like, yeah. like there's one, but like it. consistently, yeah. just poking at or whatever. Mostly, I poke at people so that they can poke me back. <laughs> that's right. that's literally what I poke at people for. <laughs> But uh, but if someone that's said, what I hey, expect. Matt, you know, will you stop? Like, I'll be, oh, you would stop. See, that's, sorry. That's <laughs> yeah. Um, Let's keep going. Yeah. Uh, what fantasy profession would you have? Mm. Oh, what fantasy profession? I mean, it could be a regular profession in a fantasy Just, world. I right. Mean, obviously. I want to say I'm an enchanter. Okay. I want to be an enchanter. Make things uh, better. Yeah. Make things better. Mm. Honestly, I, I like the idea of being like a... Uh, an office worker in a fantasy world just having like the same problems we have but there's also magic involved yeah, and you're like yeah. how did how, how did you transport how did you how did you teleport did you this why did this you house burn the right form <laughs> <laughs> what is this garbage yeah. um shoot I don't know probably like I would not want to be a cop a fantasy yeah. cop is no yeah a cop would suck uh I, I like the idea of being like a herald, being like, "Oh shit, what happened this time? I gotta go find people to fix this." All right, yep. so a quest giver. I want to be a quest giver. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, the qu- I mean, that's a DM's kind of role, right? Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. There you go. Do you prefer low fantasy or high fantasy? Uh, at the end of the day, high fantasy. But I've found myself running plenty of low fantasy. High fantasy, generally, but I like my high fantasy. I like my high fantasy to feel like D and D and not like Harry Potter. Fair, yeah, fair. Well, that it um, brings in one of my questions, so I'll, we'll just jump straight to it. Um, magic or science, given the option. Magic, science, which can be similar, but I'm science. science. I mean, you're talking, you're talking to someone that likes uh, steampunk world, so it's right. really a mix. Right. Well, but, that's what I'm saying. It, yeah. they, they really, you know, science is just a magic if we don't understand it. So, yeah. um, but I that's would true. say magic as a whole, I think. But yeah, but that, I mean, if you go low magic, then you obviously often find the science in right. place with the magic. Well, I, I feel like low magic's really good if you're trying to tell like a serious story where right. there's not it does it can't get too insane but if you I feel like uh, all the art just the flip side of that high fantasy is really good if you're like I want to have a, a fucking like crazy adventure I want a dragon rider yeah and they eat a griffin and, and then <laughs> yeah. yeah they throw fireballs and teleport everywhere I think That's, oftentimes players want to I mean they want the power and the craziness Mm-hmm. But they they, they, they want, want it. They but... want the <laughs> options. Yeah. that magic affords. I yeah. think most of the time. Yeah, but sure. It's all about the story. Anyway. Okay, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you my last one, and then I'll let you guys keep on going if you want to. Okay. But uh, the rest of these are kind of throwaways, except for this one. I really want to go with this. Uh, what three habits do you think that everyone? should start doing to improve their DMing. 
Mon a dead air a little bit. Mon uh, reading the room. You should you should make that a habit. Read the room. If if people if people aren't digging this combat, the next hit kill it. If people aren't digging this big bad evil guy, kill him or or, or something. Yeah. Uh, and make somebody else that 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 will entertain your party. Um, Read the room. Stop prepping so much, and that's I say that very out of context. That's horrible. But outline, don't prep, uh, and embrace the improv, which would kind of be the next habit. Like practice your improv. Mm-hmm. You know, in improv, and I've never been to an improv class. Don't we all? Yeah, improv, I haven't either. But in improv, like their their big rule is never say no. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the one rule of improv. Like yes, and or no, but you yeah. go with what they say. And as a DM, you say no. Don't get me wrong, but be ready to roll with it. Go with it. Don't get pissed off. Just go. Mm-hmm. Um, you got to practice that skill. Uh, honestly, I think I say it's just going to be an echo of that. But honestly, I think uh, just reading. That doesn't have to be like uh, that. This is just on my end. I really like reading and figuring out how stuff is described. In really good ways, and then right. trying to just fit mm-hmm. it in, but not you can't go as in deep as you do in a book, clearly, or anything yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. But so, or it gets boring. But so, practice, and uh, just don't get, be attached mm-hmm. to what you have. Yeah. So um, I gave. Don't be attached. Yeah. yeah They're gonna throw attached. the book out the window, and that's okay. Yeah. Don't be yeah. attached. Yeah. In, in the first session of my Broughtstone campaign, uh, they found they they found like this ogre's den. And they like knocked out the ogre and tied him up. And they started searching his den. They found like his toilet and like where he's been throwing all of his garbage. And they found a they found a a chess piece ivory horse. And they found like a rook that was broken. And they found a bishop that was broken. Well, the ivory horse I let them like activate, and now they have like this horse made of made of like um, ivory that they can ride for like a couple of hours. And then it the magic dissipates. Yeah. And one of my players is like. I need. I want to find somebody that can fix these other pieces because I want to know what they are. And I did not plan for that. I was like, "Oh, they're broken. They're they're innate." But he's really into f- trying to figure out what the other pieces do. And I'm like, "Well, all right. Let's out. let's see what I can do about these other two pieces of this chess set. Maybe maybe he fixes the chess set. Maybe someone's looking for those chess pieces. And now we have got this whole side right. mission that he can like try to like find all the right. chess pieces. Right. Or or bring them back to their owners. Or maybe like this person, this broken chess piece was a person who got transformed into this. Yeah. And yeah. 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 And you know we've mentioned it in a previous guy, I don't remember what cast in one of the episodes, but you can be okay with saying, "I don't know. I'll get back to you." Mm-hmm. So with the improv, be willing yeah. to improv. Like you don't know what all those things do. Be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. we'll work on that. Yeah, let's let's, let's work on. I'm into it. Let's do it. We'll we'll do it later. On the prepping side of it. Uh, so, you know, we've all, you know, done that as a career for a while. And me and Matt have talked about this extensively. Everyone preps differently, and that's mm-hmm. okay. Mm-hmm. Um, whether it's a speech or D&D or whatever. Um, me and Matt, you know, we've talked about this in our professional and not professional, but mm-hmm. you, it's okay. To, it's better to outline, in my opinion. I, I'm a sponge. So you said read. Mm-hmm. I, I I just read and learn, and I... I, I sometimes I'll prep and sometimes I prep too much and sometimes I don't and I yeah. like doing maps and stuff. And if you look on Reddit, D and D Reddit or whatever, you'll see like everyone talking about how they get distracted when they should be planning this, they're planning something else and stuff. Yeah. I, there's a reason for that. Your mind wanders, but as long as you're gaining information, 
back to the improv, it's fine. I agree. Um, you know, I'll, I'll, you know, watch a fantasy movie or read a bunch of the books or just get all these ideas from different places. And I might not even have a solid plan, but I have an idea or an outline and those things draw in to help me improv mm-hmm. what I need to do. I mean, I spent two weeks remaking maps from D and from Dungeon Magazine that I owned well when I was a kid, right. and I've done that not to prep any kind of content. I literally done that because I was having fun doing it. And if right. you are having fun prepping random content, then go and prep random content. Uh, just just have fun doing it, and you might use it one day. Just keep right. it. And be like, oh, this would be a really cool place for this dungeon, yeah. you know. Like, and then you kind of kind of have it. Over prep can be a problem, but uh, if you find if you find prep fun, there's nothing wrong with it. I, I guess when I, when I say stop prepping, I, I mean don't try to lay out every what you're going to do action or step because it's <laughs> yeah. not going to work. No, no, no. I, I plan for three things. Right. Um, you guys played it. Uh, their whole deal, they they had to get into a fort to get a guy out. Right. Mm-hmm. I planned for, this is what I planned for, attack the fort, like like at night right. throwing a grappling hook over. I planned for them to hijack this delivery of beer, act like the people delivering the beer, right. get in. And I planned for them buying that guy out of prison with vast amounts of gold by robbing a bank. Those we, are the three things I planned for. We didn't do any of that. Didn't shit. do any of it. We and just walked straight in and murdered happens. our way out. Often yeah. that happens, and that's okay. And that's fine that's- because I was like, okay, that's cool. These three scenarios, I can put them in my back pocket. I can use them right. some other time. And you yeah. know where the destination's going. Yep. So you go with it. Yep. Right. You just accept that your players have chose a different route and do not do, do, don't. If my players like, hey, I'm going to go talk to this guard. So you find yourself in front of a bank. Yeah. <laughs> there's Convenient. a problem there's a problem there you can subtly guide them back yeah. Them. Yeah, yeah, yeah nothing annoys me more I've played with a few different DMs now and nothing really annoys me more than we talked about earlier but just being told no that doesn't work you can tell me no like the guard or like I want to go and talk to this guard oh they're not going to talk to you right Anything well, like why that. wouldn't they talk well, to me? Even, yeah. you know? yeah. even like you know the crazy, like I want to do something you know magical and crazy. Like I, I don't find myself saying no, nah, that ain't gonna work. Or they want to use a skill in an incorrect way or whatever. More often, I'm like, explain to me how that's gonna work. Like, mm-hmm. what are you thinking? How how does mm-hmm. that magic spawn in that way, and what does it work? And then you can convince me, and they right. know. That. I'm like, I, yeah, tell I, me. I really like uh, if someone is. Doing... How does survival work for that? Yeah. Right. Oh, okay. <laughs> take take this, for instance. Uh, I'm running an oracle in Andrew's campaign, and he has a spell called Brain Drain. And what Brain Drain does is it gives someone a headache for one d eight damage, and I can recall knowledge about them. Okay. And I'm like, okay, that's kind of cool in combat because I can be like, hey, you, I'm gonna breathe, I'm gonna, I'm gonna eat your thoughts real quick. Oh shit! You've put you put your armor on a little loose today. Right. You know what right. I mean? Maybe I can get a bonus. And then I'm like, well, how can I use this out and about without someone attacking me? So I'm thinking like, okay, well maybe I can roll a deception roll to like weave that spell into my normal wor- words and like make the shopkeep go, oh fuck, what is that headache? Yeah. And then I'm like, hey, your wife is this person. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So work with your players. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, that's just what I'm getting at. Is just work with your players. If your player has a good idea, work with them. Uh, and honestly, if I really like dealing with the consequences of what a player does. Yeah. Honestly, like even if it's something that I wasn't like really planning for, right. I like that mo- in the moment of just like, oh shit, what do I do if they kill the boss? Yeah. How do the people like their people react when if to seeing their boss dead okay. or whatever? Yeah. The case may What's be. What's going to happen? Yeah. yeah. I like being having that moment of, oh no, okay, let's figure it out. Yeah. What does happen when you find out everything's a lie? <laughs> yeah. What does happen if you are in the door dimension? <laughs> you get you get drove crazy on both sides. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. You guys want to um, keep going? Or? So I, I got one more question. Sure. We'll scrap. I have a few, but we'll scrap the rest of them. Okay. Um, totally throwaway question, but. You are a traveling band of Cobalt Thieves. Oh. What is your group name? Hmm. The Bold Cobalts. Um, the Shallow Breaths, because they cannot use breath attacks in Pathfinder. <laughs> and they're like really short range. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Shallow Sorry. Breaths, coming soon to a world near you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, we can stop there. Do you got any other ones? I only had a... I have a few more. Um, it's a fight one. I'm just... Uh, it's, we can, it can be real quick. Geralt versus Dracula. Who wins that fight? Ugh. Okay, so Geralt honestly cannot handle real fucking vampires. Like, real... Like... I don't know. <laughs> like he he can fight the vampires. We see Geralt yeah. fight vampires that are in like bestial form. But right. if he ever fights things like outside when they're just like true vampires and they're like yeah. the in their human forms, he's like I can't keep up with this. Right. He he just can't. Like he's done it a couple times, but he's On like that, injured not, them. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah, it would be quite difficult. For him, I think. I mean, that one true vampire that if you go down that route and go meet him, Geralt's like, no, I don't want to do this. <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to close that coffin back. <laughs> it's, y'all's, it's y'all's problem. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I would I would probably lean toward Dracula, too. I mean, of course, it depends on the Dracula and what's yeah, going on. But, you know, it's true. Uh, well, okay, what about Strahd? I, I, that's what I came to, because he's really... He's just fucking a weird Dracula. Yeah. Um, Strahd... Well, it's complicated, um, but, I mean, Strahd would win. Yeah. I Especially mean, in his domain, which is a whole thing. He is the land and but controls Geralt, the weather. But would and, Geralt be allowed, like, allow himself to get pulled in that, into that domain, or? So, uh, I mean, that's why I say it's a complicated question. Sure. So, Geralt Strahd. Has, yeah. Um, yeah I, feel, I feel like Geralt no has No one wanders problem. into that domain. Yeah. Strahd brings them. So, oh, would he okay. bring them? Would he bring Geralt unless he to really... To play with? To play with, maybe. But that'd be the only reason. Because um, they only come that way. And well, I'm I would about... tell you, if Yennefer is there, Geralt would be there. Right. Yeah. So, Strahd wouldn't grab Geralt. He would grab Yennefer. But then you have a Yennefer and Geralt fighting Strahd. Mm. You have a magic wielder so, and Geralt fighting. You know, we we have to yeah, contemplate sure. power levels of something that's not needy, but... Yeah. So... The, um, what is his name? Elmister. Yeah. From D&D. Forgotten Level Realms. Level 20 plus Forgotten Realms wizard. He was Gary Gygax's character. Mm. Um, lost to Strahd. Yeah. In the book. Okay. 
So we're looking at an over level twenty spellcaster who lost in a man to man fight. Okay. Now he damage drawed. I mean he, he did a really good combat but ended. Okay. Uh, so if we come I mean how strong is Yennefer to that level? Yeah. You, know? you have to look at that too. I'm talking about I, level twenty wizard. I feel, I feel like the yeah, scales there are twisted because uh, Geralt. Yennefer's really strong in the Witcher world, but right. I don't think Witcher magic it, is, is her a, magic paltry compared to D and D stuff. D magic. Yeah. Right. I mean, so Strahd is powered by a dark god. Spoilers. <gasps> uh, and, and that's why. Gasp. More complicated. He can't die, and that you know, well, without. Extreme things which happened throughout the story, you know, to kill him. Like, killing him doesn't kill him. Right. The god will resurrect him. Right. Um, even when you... Is it, it instant? Or is it take So, time? the way it's written and not explicitly laid out. So he was... He turned to a vampire by a dark god. The dark mm. god resides in that world with him. Okay. So they're, they're called the dark powers. There's several of them. Mm. Um... And they, they, he lives in a demi plane of evil, um, which is where Ravenloft li- sits. There's several demi planes of evil. He lives in one. It's encompassed by this mist and you know all this. Mm-hmm. He, he owns that domain essentially. He's the he's the king of that domain because they keep him there. You know the ways you can defeat him are to usurp him yeah. by letting the god make you the king of that domain, releasing okay. him from his contract. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, you have to be the right lineage and the right, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like this okay. Um, defeating him, which is no easy task, like, because as a vampire, he already regenerates and turns to mist and comes back in three days and does all this other mess. But true yeah. death to him is not true death. Um, it's in, it's implied that, because he reincarnates and so does his love and he is, he's trapped by this dark god to relive his worst nightmare over and over and over for the rest of eternity. That's why it's the curse of Strahd. It's mm-hmm. his curse, not your curse. Yeah. Right. He is cursed to live here and hate it and be bored for the rest of his life and never get his love. Right. Um, so when he... So Geralt will try to talk his way out of the situation. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's how Geralt wins. If, is if Geralt, Geralt if, yeah. un- unraveled the mystery yeah. and understood And that, he's good at that. Right. Yeah. And understood <laughs> that fighting Strahd's not going to work because it won't. Yeah. But... Connecting him, which the dark power, ending the dark powers, mm-hmm. um, finding someone to usurp him, which is an option, um, ending the curse, yeah. therefore releasing also him, good at that. would yeah. would be applicable. <laughs> yeah. And Strahd even, you know, would not, you know, could contemplate helping him right. end the curse if it was something that could happen at, at the end of the day. So, yeah, one on one fight, no, but. Uh, but it would be an interesting the, adventure the book for is, him and his the band. book is written yeah. the book is written and not implicitly supplied that when the players defeat Strahd they're released from mm-hmm. the demiplane and they move on with their lives but then Strahd is resurrected and it continues yeah uh, they win but it can his his curse continues the gods hold him yeah right. so he doesn't act like yeah they're free it's um, that would be it. So, if you read Strahd, the first, uh, the first dungeon's the house, right? Yeah, it's the a old op- house. The optional death house. Yeah, um, it's optional. And, like, a lot of that stuff is very Witcher-like. 
Right. Like, you know, f- like figuring out why these thing, like why these ghost children died, mm-hmm. figuring out, unraveling that mystery. It's stuff that Geralt would do just kind of anyway. anyway. Just being himself. So, yeah. I don't know. That would be, the, I th- honestly think you could take Strahd, rework it, and put it into a Witcher game, like way, way in the right, past. Right, yeah. And it would work. The, I actually I mean, think the adventure's that would work pretty about well. And that's what. Because, I mean, from the very beginning, you set up Strahd as undefeatable. Right. Yeah. It's, it's about unraveling the truth, you know. <laughs> All right. That's I a mean, good he's take. he's a fucker, but he's not That's a long take, but that's a good take. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, so, this has been Hot Takes. Um, we have a handful more. We're going to scrap them. Maybe yeah. we'll do it another time. If yeah. you guys enjoyed this, let us know. Yeah. If you have other crazy hot take questions. Yeah. Uh, For and, and, and even to games D&D 5, Pathfinder 2 is our main yeah. games. I have been looking into uh, Dungeon World as a possibility running a one-shot in Dungeon World because I really like that really simple system. Um, so maybe think about that too. But yeah, that's been hot takes. Yeah. Um, so I am Edward. I.e. Sergeant Bang Pants, if you're on the video, beneath me on the screen. Yeah. Um, we've been streaming more and more, doing things from the Groundbreakers page. So you can check us out. Yeah. Um, we're going to do a recording of us playing Gloomhaven for the first time and probably mm-hmm. several times thereafter. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Nat 20 printing uh, is a thing I'm doing. Printing all sorts of uh, minis and whatnot. If you have a custom mini you want printed... Hit us up. Not 20 printing. Yeah. All right. Uh, I am Andrew, and my name is actually under Matt in in this uh, video. It is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's just uh, flip this. Yeah. And I'm generally just on here. I've been thinking about streaming or like doing some like book reviews. That would stuff. be interesting. That would be more your yeah. thing. Like, Until Cyberpunk comes out, that's yeah, probably more your thing. I think we should yeah. review Gloomhaven after we're done. Okay. Like a session one review. Oh yeah, 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 that's good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, if I if I end up doing that, it'll probably be Dexter Hawkins on something because that's just that's my name. If uh, if you find me on Xbox or I have a Twitch that I hardly use, anything like that. But other than that, I'm standard. Yeah, and I'm Matt uh, Captain Phipps. Most places except our Twitch page. Which is now just Groundbreakers RPG. So if I am streaming, if Groundbreakers is streaming, nine times out of ten, you're getting this guy. Uh, I stream a variety of different video games and map creations and painting. My painting stream has been uh, called Incredibly Chill by my audience before. So uh, come check it out. Incredibly chill. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Veronica says that I'm essentially the Bob Ross of miniatures. I talk a lot about... So uh, the last miniature stream I've I've done, we we painted a... um, Like a champion... Like a knight in armor with a spear and i like made backstory for this guy as i was painting like what does he do you know what i mean that's cool we worked on that kind of stuff it's funny you mentioned that i did have one more okay that is if you're talking about minis okay you prefer your minis i know you paint more realistic but do you prefer do you like the look of like very vibrant colors and contrasts or do you want it to be more realistic so damn i am super super impressed with people's uh, paints directions when they paint like the Borderlands style and they paint with like these super just like 
heavily contrast. Like you can see it across the table contrast. I'm super impressed. And uh, that's just not my painting style. My painting style is more muted and realistic tones. Uh, mostly because of the lighting that I use. And I need to start upping that. Like whatever I think is too bright, I need to brighten it more. And that is something I need to work on because I want to try that. But I'm super impressed with people that paint in yeah. cartoony styles. I've even seen anime paint jobs where it's just pastels and brightness, and it's beautiful. And uh, I need I need to learn that. I need to learn that kind of stuff. Fair enough. Fair enough. So uh, we've got a lot of things coming soon. This is season or season two, episode two. Yes. Uh, raw footage. We'll have a cut version come out. Um, Sometime later, because you'll probably get this around or before season one comes out, which is crazy. I mean, sorry, episode one. Episode comes out. one, yeah. Um, yeah. But we've got a lot of things in the works with our current world we're building and working together. Um, mm. So stay tuned for that because we are working tirelessly on campaign settings yeah. and a uh, pretty cool project, maps and all sorts of stuff. So please stay tuned to that. We'll reveal more as mm -hmm. we get closer to it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Till then. Till then, um, we are the groundbreakers. The groundbreakers. The groundbreakers.